Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinions. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. All right. This week's reviewer of the week is Anna Bailey. And she says this podcast. Oh, wait. Time out. She says expectant mama loving this podcast. This podcast has helped me so much along the way. I am currently 26 weeks with me and my husband's sweet baby girl. Congratulations on a baby girl. We had been through an early labor but hard miscarriage last March on my birthday. So this pregnancy has felt so special but also scary at times. I'm really sorry for your loss. Um, And that's so interesting to me that it would happen, especially on your birthday. And I totally understand that. I come from a place where miscarriage was a very quick, small part of our story. Uh, But understanding, I think it was after we had that miscarriage that I'm like, I'm not telling anybody I'm pregnant until about 12 weeks. And that was with our third baby. And I absolutely was like, I don't want anybody to know until I'm totally sure. So I totally get that that would be scary. This podcast has helped me see all parts and possibilities of birth. And I've truly felt so much peace and empowerment from listening in. Looking forward to getting into the course soon and hoping to have a great first natural birth in a hospital setting. Thank you for all you do. Um, And I don't have the date on this podcast episode, so I'm going to have to, or this review, so I'm going to have to look back. But I hope that you've already joined us in the course. And if you haven't, I can't wait to have you join. And just a big thank you again for leaving a review. You guys, reviews um, are what make it so that more women find the podcast. The more you review, the more Apple Podcasts puts it a little bit higher, the more people see it when they search for things like birth. So thank you, thank you for that. Now this week, I'm excited because guess what? We have a birth story for you guys. And it's extra special because I not only have mom, but I have dad. So I'm gonna take a moment and let them introduce themselves, but I have Carly and Robbie Harms here with me and they're gonna tell us all about their pregnancy preparation and their incredible birth. So Carly, thank you. And Robbie, thank you so much for being here with me. I'm really excited for today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us. We're very excited. Yeah. I'm Carly. I'm we're both um, 28 years old. We live in Asheville, North Carolina, um, with our our baby girl Mela. She's just turned eight months, and um, yeah, we're very excited to be here. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Okay, so thank you for that introduction. Tell me a little bit, Is this was this your first pregnancy then, your first baby, or do you have previous babies? This was my first, yeah, first pregnancy and first baby. Awesome. And then was there anything, tell me just a touch about your, your pregnancy, like how did you know you were pregnant? What did you notice right away? Was there anything kind of like, oh, this stood out to me for my first, second, third trimester, anything like that? 
Um, overall, my, my pregnancy was, I had a really great pregnancy, actually. I really, I really liked being pregnant. Um, I didn't have any complications, thankfully. And um, first trimester, I was really sick. I remember that. Um, and then second and third trimester were pretty smooth overall, actually. Nothing, nothing really major um, went on. So I was lucky. <laughs> yeah, that is lucky. That's great. Okay, will you tell me, um, and maybe this wasn't the case for you, but as far as your pregnancy, did you have, what did it look like for you finding a provider? And did you have any issues with that provider, any kind of run-ins, anything that made you nervous or you had questions about? Same question for you, Robbie. Um, And then did you ever change or what did you do to resolve any of those issues? So maybe just talk to me a little bit about how you found your provider and how that looked for you during your pregnancy. Yeah, so... Um, when I originally, like when I first found out that I was pregnant, I kind of went to the, one of the main OBs, like the OB practices here in Asheville. Um, it's a really large one and it was, it came highly recommended. And so I didn't really think anything of it and just kind of went with it and, um, went in for the first couple of appointments and it was fine. I met with a nurse practitioner, I think, but my first, I'm going to say two or three appointments, um, I saw a different nurse practitioner each time and the place was so huge. And I felt like I was just like, I was totally, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I was just like a in and out. Okay. You're a next person in this waiting room full of other, other people. And at first it was kind of like, Oh, I guess this is just how it is. Like, all right. Like I just kind of, you know, went along with it. They're nice. Like it's not really a big deal, but I remember one particular appointment where I was nearing I think I just started the second trimester. Um, and I remember thinking like, Oh, I have some questions and and I wanted to ask some questions. And the nurse practitioner told me, Oh, well, we don't really talk about those things until, you know, you're like, you know, around 30 or 35 weeks. Like we don't really talk about those things because I wanted to know about the hospital and how things worked and, you know, birth. I was, I'm I'm a planner. I wanted to think ahead and all that. (laughs) And, um, so that was kind of like a little bit of a red flag. Like, oh, I don't really like, like, I don't, I want to, I want to talk yeah. about these things. And I was just kind of brushed off. Like it was nothing. Um, so, and that actually around that same time was when I started listening to the podcast and, um, started kind of learning about some of the questions I should be asking and, um, how you can choose your own provider and how you don't just have to go with, you know, the first one you choose. And, um, yeah. so I kind of started looking around and we had a friend of a friend who had used a birth center, um, that was also in Asheville. And so I started looking into it and doing some research and, um, along with listening to the podcast and listening to different options and things and, um, started figuring out what I wanted out of my birth and labor and decided, we ultimately decided together after a lot of conversation. And I think Robbie was a little hesitant about the birth center at first, um, we ended up switching. I want, well, I can't remember how far along I was. 25 weeks, maybe? Yeah, a little over halfway, I think. Yeah. Um, nice. When we switched over to the birth center, and the birth center uses a team of midwives. There were five midwives. Um, so I was able to meet all of them during all of my visits. And so I became familiar with them. It was much smaller. They were so much more, um, like, personable and much more personalized experience that I really, really enjoyed. So that was, Mm. that was really great. Um, and I was really, really grateful that I was able to like, had that information to, 
make that decision because it ended up being a really great decision that we were really glad that we made. So what was that like for dad? Like I'm moving from a hospital to a birth center. Yeah, I was just going to say, Carly said it was a great decision. And I totally agree. The father, uh, the husband of a friend of a friend that we had uh, said that was it was the best decision that they had ever made in their marriage, which I thought was kind of hyperbolic wow. um, until yeah. we went through it. And uh, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a absolutely fantastic experience. Um, yeah, so I mean, I maybe like a lot of guys were fairly ignorant about kind of like the pregnancy process and the availability of different providers. Um, so I had really never heard of a birth center. Um, and then yeah. Carly started to kind of explain to me more. Um, and I definitely agreed that the, the care that she was getting, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, um, I think, um, maybe it wasn't really suited for her and for us. Um, and I do say for her because she was the one going into most of the appointments. Um, and I was sadly because of the pandemic had to sit on the parking lot. And I think that was honestly another factor as well, because she's a pretty naturally shy person and doesn't like to, to prod. Um, whereas if I were in there, I would have been asking like, you know, questions every 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, uh, it was, yeah, I mean, I don't, I guess the only reason I'm hesitant is just because I really hadn't heard of it, but the more that Carly kind of told me about it and she even, um, you know, pointed out a couple episodes of your guys' podcast. Um, I listened to the one where I forget who it was, but, uh, they talked about their marathon experience and how it kind of compared to labor. Um, and as a runner, I really connected to that. Um, nice. so, um, and I said, Carly was, um, very kind of knowledgeable about it. Uh, she is about most things that she, that she really cares about. Um, <laughs> and, uh, very passionate about it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic decision and I was really, really glad that we did it. That's awesome. I love it. Um, and you're not alone. Like you said, like a lot of dads being ignorant about these things, you know, it's moms too, and it's not even our fault. Right. So, um, yeah, I just, you're not alone and I appreciate you saying that because it's not until you, you know, hear it on a podcast episode or have a friend of a friend that you can talk to it about that is like, oh, it's a thing. Yeah, I think I, and, and to extent maybe Carly, before we went through this process, were kind of raised on the kind of stereotypical like movie births where, you know, they're in a hospital sure. sitting down and the water breaks and, or like the water breaks in a hospital sitting down and, you know, it's very kind of, what I learned was pretty unrealistic um, to Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true, but you do, I, it's interesting how it's just whatever it is that you see is what, I mean, it's true. So uh, you're not alone there. That was absolutely my experience. In fact, I, I know I've shared it and maybe you remember and even if you don't, it's fine. That was something that my provider said to me and it wasn't until like, we don't have that conversation until 35 weeks. And I just remember thinking, okay, not knowing, you know, not knowing any better and not knowing I could change providers or, and it ended up not being a good experience. So I'm really glad that you were like, that doesn't feel right. And now I know some things and I'm going to change that. So I, I love that you did that. That's excellent. All right. I do, I do want to touch on something before we jump into the actual birth, which I know is why everyone is here, um, to be able to listen to that. But will you tell me a little bit about your kind of like daily, this is what I did to prepare for my birth as specific as you can get. Like, these are the exercises I use. This is what I listened to. Um, this is how we worked together. These are the meditations I liked anything like that. If you can get super specific for the moms that are listening. Sure. Um, well, I definitely 
one of the biggest things was like on a daily basis, I, I definitely did all three exercises that were in the birth course, um, along with some other just like stretching and like yoga poses, things like that, just to help like relax myself. I did that every single night, at least for probably like 20, 30 minutes before bed, um, nice. to help get a good night's sleep. That was, that was really helpful for me. Um, I also listened to some podcasts, whether it was your podcast or, um, another, like a, maybe a birth story or something like that pretty much every day. Um, I had a, quite a commute, almost an hour commute each way to work, um, during my second trimester. Yeah. (laughs) So I was just constantly (laughs) listening to podcasts, which I think, I think really helped me because I was always in that mindset of, okay, like, what can I learn? Um, like let me hear someone else's experience like that just for my personality, I think was just really helpful for me. Um, I also didn't have a lot of really like close friends that had already given birth. I was kind of the first one in our like friends group Mm -hmm. to go through it. So I didn't really have a lot of people to talk to about it. Um, so listening to other people talk about it and hearing their experiences was really helpful. Um, I walked definitely every single day. I walked at least 30 minutes. I tried to stay active. Um, that was good especially toward the end, like the last, you know, probably 10 weeks or so in the third trimester was, it was really important to me to get outside and walk, even though it was the dead of winter, (laughs) we, we bundled up and we, we went outside in the snow and, um, got out. Good for you. I love it. It gets cold and I'm like, I'm done. See you in six months. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, luckily here in North Carolina, it doesn't get super cold. So it was never like, you know, it was always what, like thirties, twenties at the lowest. So it wasn't like terrible, but, um, I made sure to get outside that, that was helpful to me. Um, we definitely, we did the whole birth course. We always sat down and did the birth course together and we would plan like a set, like, okay, like tonight we're going to dedicate, you know, 30 minutes to, or we're going to watch the next chapter of the birth course. And that was something that we like would make that decision together to sit down and do that. Um, so that was something else we prepared for. Um, then I think just toward the end, just making sure we had like our birth plan and, um, before each appointment, we would go over if we had any questions, especially since, like he said, we, he wasn't able to come into the most of the appointments with me. So I had to make sure that I wrote all my questions down on my phone, like in my notes. So that way I would actually remember or like, you know, have them there to ask. I am that person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was something we went over before each like prenatal appointment that I had. Did, what about relaxation practice and things? You mentioned watching the birth course together. What did you guys do together? Um, I did. So I did a lot of meditations. I used the Calm app. Um, oh, yeah. something that I, I really like, I still use it to this day. Um, I used a lot of their meditations. They're not like birth specific or anything, but, um, that was really helpful to me. I did those a lot at night, um, or sometimes during the day to like practice my meditating. Um, I would do those definitely on a daily basis. Um, <coughs> I practiced that. Um, and I would do that sometimes along with the like stretching and Mm. exercises and like yoga poses and stuff. I would do those, um, love it. How about you, Robbie? Did you have anything to add to that or how you supported her during pregnancy? Yeah. Um, so we, like you said, went through the birth course. I printed out like the accompanying packet to each chapter and I read through it a little bit each day after work and, uh, my old school. So I like used a highlighter and like highlighted (laughs) stuff that, 
I thought was was going to be important. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. So yeah, I um, yeah we went through that together. Uh, we practiced uh, several of the, the exercises together, um, uh, like on our living room floor. Um, and yeah, we we were in a kind of unique situation too. The last, like Carly said, ten weeks or so, we were both uh, able to work uh, remotely. Um, so it was basically in, in because uh, at that point. We really wanted to get to the finish line, uh, unaffected by the pandemic. We were basically, it was just her and I and our dogs. Um, it was honestly a really peaceful last stretch uh, before coming parents. Um, so it was a really just kind of almost like naturally relaxing in addition to the, the things that Carly did um, with meditation. Um, it was just a really, and I look back on that like really fondly, like those, those last weeks before our daughter was born. Um, so yeah, it was just a really kind of unique time, um, and, and um, really grateful that that we got to do it. Yeah, that's excellent. Okay, tell me because I know everyone wants to hear it now. What was the birth like? And if you want to start from a, like, this was my very first contraction, and I don't know if you experienced anything like prodromal labor or anything like that. So just whatever that kind of looked like for you, and maybe even um, like a a an appointment or two that you had like coming up to it you know if you chose to have vaginal exams and if you want to share that you absolutely do not have to but if you chose to have vaginal exams and any information from that and if it mattered or just anything coming up to going into labor and then on to the birth sure um so let's see so i hit my due date um 40 weeks and um hadn't had really any any prodromal labor. I think I had a couple like Braxton Hicks contractions here and there, but nothing major. Um, and it was just kind of like, like we hit the due date and it came and went. And at first we were a little disappointed, but we kept reminding ourselves like, okay, it's totally normal to go past. And we got Chick-fil-A milkshakes to sell. We did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you guys get that from me? Cause I was like every day past that due date, my third baby was in, I was like, you're yes, you're getting an Oreo milkshake. Sorry. <laughs> every time like we hit, yeah, we had like an appointment or something. I was like, okay, well we're going to go do something fun or we're going to get a special treat or something it. like that to kind of, <laughs> I had something to look forward to. So that, that was helpful. Nice. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we, we kind of got a little past that and then um, we had I guess after that I had appointments pretty much every other day. Um, I was, I think, very lucky in that having that team of midwives, they were really, really great about not stressing that I was at my due date and that it's okay. Like, um, you know, we're just going to wait and see what happens. And here are some natural, they gave me lots of different natural ideas of things to try. Um, a lot of things you talk about in the birth course, um, like the oils and um, dates the dates and exercises and all those different things. So we were doing all of that. Um, and then I think we came up to 41 weeks and, um, that's when I started getting pretty frustrated. Like, uh, like I was really hoping that it would have happened by now and, you know, starting to get a little uncomfortable. And, um, so it was, it was getting, it definitely got harder at that point. We were pretty, discouraged for a little while, which was, which was tough. Cause I wanted to be excited, but I was a little bit down. Yeah. Um, but my appointments were good. I think I did have high blood pressure at one of the appointments. 
Um, but my midwives were really great about like, well, let's, let's give you some time to like rest and relax for a few minutes. They actually took me into one of the birth suites there at the birthing center. Mm -hmm. Let me lay down in the bed for like 20 minutes, gave me some water. And they said, just relax for a little bit and put on some music and some essential oils in the diffuser. And, and then they took my blood pressure again after that. Um, and it had gone back down and they were like, okay, so we're not worried. Um, I remember thinking in that moment, like, I wonder if I had been with my other provider, if they immediately would have been like, Mm -hmm. oh, let's induce or, you know, talking about that. So I was really grateful that they were so calm about it and didn't get worried. And, um, cause that had happened a couple of times during those last few appointments where my blood pressure would go up. Um, but we did a non-stress test and baby was great. Um, there were no concerns. And then they also did have me go do another ultrasound to check just fluid levels and everything. Um, and that was fine. And I did have a cervical exam. Um, I want to say at that point I was barely even one centimeter. Let's see. I think I wrote it down. <laughs> um, yeah, 41 oh, weeks. I was 40% <laughs> of face and barely one centimeter. So I was a little discouraged, like a little bit wow. disappointed at that. Um, and, but I think I was, I was glad that I, that I had them check just because I wanted to know, um, you know, what was going to happen. And at that point we did talk about induction, um, at the birth center, they aren't allowed to have any births past 42 weeks. So as soon as I hit 42 weeks, then I would automatically have to go to the hospital anyway. Um, so we went ahead and set the induction date for that 42 week mark. Um, so I knew I only had like seven days to get, you know, get moving and get the baby out. And so it was a little, um, it was kind of like we started doing everything at that point. I went to see a chiropractor. Um, I started doing evening primrose oil. Um, hmm. and like upping. Did you, was that vaginally or orally? So I was just doing it orally at first, but because I was only 40% of faced, the midwife suggested that I do it vaginally, which I was like hesitant to do at first because like, this is, this is kind of odd to Weird. me. Right. Um, <laughs> but they ended up, they actually ended up thinking that that was what, helped me so much to like soften my cervix and everything like that. So, um, I was glad that I did it. Um, I had to do it a couple times a day, but, um, I did do that. And, um, what else? Oh, and then we talked about doing a membrane sweep and they said, you know, it was up to me if I wanted to do it or not. They, um, recommended it. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Sorry. Um, you're fine. So they recommended doing a membrane sweep, but they weren't really sure at first um, if, so we started talking about doing a membrane sweep, but at that first um, cervical exam, it was, since I wasn't very effaced or dilated yet, my midwife thought that it might not be a great idea because it might send me into prodromal labor, but that my body might not quite be ready. Um, So we decided not to do it, came back the next day to check again. Um, and try to do a membrane sweep again, didn't do it again. Um, just decided not to, again, she just didn't want me to like start having all these contractions and then my body not quite be ready and then not actually end up going into labor, which was something I actually hadn't even thought of happening. So I was like really grateful that they were like aware of that and, you know, talked me through the whole thing and, um, explained to me everything that they were doing and, um, all of that. So that was, that was really great. Um, and then we finally came back, I guess it was three days later, um, for one more 
one more time and they checked again to see if they could do a membrane sweep. And um, at that point I was a little bit more effaced. And so they were like, okay, well let's go ahead and do the membrane sweep if you're okay with it. And I said, yeah, just go ahead and do it. We only have like three or four more days before I have to be induced. Like let's, let's get this done. Um, So we did the membrane sweep. um, And that was like 1 PM that day. Um, and I ended up having my first contraction around 11 p.m. that night, and that's when labor started. So it ended up Love being it. the thing that, that worked, I think, it seems like. Um, so so walk me through that first contraction, 11 o'clock at night. I assume you're sleeping or at least laying down. Tempting to. <laughs> yeah. We, I'm gonna say we, we were up watching TV for a while until like 10.30, kind of late, and um, decided, okay, like, let's go ahead and get some rest. Nothing's happening. I think it was kind of like an anticipation of I was waiting, like maybe right. I'll have contractions. Cause I was, I was kind of crampy all day and like a little uncomfortable after the membrane sweep. And we had walked, I think we walked pretty far that day. We had walked a couple miles and mm. I was like, you know, like I was waiting wow. for it to happen. I was like, maybe. Yeah. And, and then it kind of didn't. And I was like, all right, well, let's go to bed. We had gotten ready for bed. And as we were getting ready, like to get in bed, I kind of like started feeling a little bit of like, Oh, like this is, still crampy but it seems a little bit more like just it was almost like period cramps but it seemed like a little bit more like elevated from that and I was like I wonder if that's a contraction and I was like well I'm just gonna lay down I'm just gonna ignore it like I'm just gonna I'm not gonna let myself get worked up about it I'm gonna relax try and rest because I knew that was you know what I needed to do um so I tried laying down and I laid down for a little while and I kind of and then I'd have another one and then I kind of noticed like, oh, like it's happening and then it stops and then it's happening and then it stops. Mm. And I was like, I think these are contractions. And I kind of turned and looked at Robbie and I said, I'm pretty sure I'm having contractions. Like they're not painful or anything right now, but like I can feel them. Um, and I said, I'm going to try and like rest and go to sleep. And so we turned off the lights and I tried to go to sleep and I could not sleep. There was, <laughs> there was no sleeping. I immediately had to get up and I was like, I'm really uncomfortable. Like it's not super painful, mm. but like, I just, I can't sleep through this. Um, and that's when I was kind of like, I'm pretty sure I'm in labor If I can't sleep through this and I'm like getting, you know, starting to feel it more. And we were, that's when we got out the, the like contraction timer app and started timing them and they were kind of coming in a pack. Which app did you use? Sorry. Cause then I can throw that in the show notes for other moms that might be interested. Did you end up using full term? I don't remember. Does that sound familiar? It does. It probably okay. was nice whatever was up. recommended in the birth course. I'm pretty sure is the one we used. Okay. Got a green okay. button and a red button. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, I'm like that might be a couple of the apps, but full t- full term does have a green and a red, so we'll go with that. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so go ahead. Sorry, it was whatever. No, that's okay. okay. I'm pretty sure it was whatever was recommended because we were like because okay. I remember we downloaded it on both of our phones awesome. when we like got to that point in the birth course. So, um, so yeah, that had to have been it. But, um, but yeah, so we, I got up around, it's been like around midnight or 1230. We turned on the TV and I was like, I'm just going to relax. And, um, Robbie brought up my, the birth ball so I could, you know, move around and sit on it and, you know, change different positions and stuff. And contractions were about five to seven minutes apart at that point, but they were kind of inconsistent. Some a little closer, Mm -hmm. some a little farther. Um, we went. Then I think we went downstairs and kind of started getting things together. And I think I tried eating something. But I don't think I was able to eat anything, but I was like drinking water and we were just kind of, fi- you know, fixing things up around the house a little bit. Middle of the night. <laughs> just. Yeah. Not weird. 
<laughs> Our dogs were very confused. Yeah, the dogs were like, what's going on? Why are you guys up? <laughs> um, were the dogs, so I've been at births where the animals, now I'm going to get really off track, but like were your dogs very like, okay like staying by mom or like doing anything that like you're like they know isn't it the neatest thing I like I I remember I anyways I've been to several where like yeah the dogs like come and like sit by mom and they're very like just anywhere she goes and they come and lay they just like want to hang out and like make sure she's okay which I think is so neat yeah like they know something's going on yeah Yeah, definitely our one of our dogs um Paisley she's kind of like my she's my first baby um I've had her for a long time and so she was definitely like right by my side like what's going on and oh how sweet I love it yeah but then Robbie started getting the car packed up like putting the bag in the car and just getting things like that um but I was still I was still like talking through contractions and I think I was still laughing and like moving around and Robbie likes to make a joke that I found like a sticker laying on the counter and was like putting, putting the sticker on a water bottle. Just like, Oh yeah, I put this here. Like just, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, it it was, it was remarkably casual and I appreciated it because I was probably more nervous than I was letting on, but Carly really set set the tone to, you know, everything's all right. You know, it's fine. Oh, I love it. Early labor. Very cool. Yeah, it was, it was good to be able to like stay calm during that part. And just, I was moving around and, um, like I was doing some like forward leaning and, um, just like, you know, sitting and moving and walking, trying to keep things moving along. Um, cause I knew that if it was, you know, like, you know, that I could stall or something like that. So I just kind of was like, let's just stay calm and rest and, um, all of that. But, um, so we did that for a little while. Um, we ended up calling the midwife at that point just to like, let her know, um, whoever was on call that day, like, this is, um, this is what's going on. We're pretty sure I'm in labor, but it's still, you know, kind of slow right now. Just letting you know. And she's like, okay. Um, she ended up, she kind of was, I remember like when we talked to her on the phone, she kind of seemed to think it was like maybe false labor, dremel labor, like, because I just had that membrane sweep earlier, um, that day. So she was kind of like, you know, it could just be due to the membrane sweep, like try and rest. Like it might not be anything. Like she was kind of just like, I don't know. And yeah. I remember thinking like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure this is it, but okay. Like yeah. I'll, you know, you're, you're the professional. I'll, you know, so I kind of like went along, you know, I was okay with it, but she's like, go ahead and, you know, maybe take a bath or take a shower and see, you know, if the contractions get more consistent or if they start to fade out. So I did do that. And took a bath. Um, and that's actually when I think they started getting more intense at that point. And that was when it was kind of like, I was in the bath and I was like, okay, like I'm having a harder time talking through this. And I had to like stop and like really focus and like breathe through them. And I was trying to like move around in the bathtub, but I just couldn't get comfortable. And like, I just couldn't sit there and rest. And I was like, okay, like this is like, it start. I can definitely tell it seems like it's progressing. Um, so we got out and I think we, and we were timing the contractions. They were getting a lot more consistent and more close together. They were like three to five minutes apart at that point. Um, so we called the midwife back and let her know like, okay, you know, we took a bath and tried to relax. Things seem like they're picking up more um, rather than slowing down. So just letting you know. And she's like, okay, like just um, try and rest and, you know, keep me updated and just kind of see what happens. And um, she, 
Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is when Carly tried to go back to sleep, and about 30 seconds after she laid down, got sprinted up and sprinted to the toilet and, like, threw up. Um, she was very, very nauseous. Um, so I think it was at that point that we ended up calling the midwife and said, hey, like, Carly just, you know, threw up. Like, she was very nauseous. Um, and I think at that point she suggested that we come in. She also suggested, turned out to be, uh, one of the best things ever, uh, was peppermint oil, um, to, to soothe nausea, um, which we just happened to have, like, we hadn't really prepared for that, um, but yeah. luckily we, we happened to have it, so Carly just got a, like, a little piece of toilet paper and poured some drops of peppermint oil on it and basically was sniffing that for the next, like, hour and a half or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. yeah. That was what got me through the thirty-minute car ride to the birth center. So, oh, God. yeah, um, I think that was another like thing. Like once I started getting nauseous and it was getting more intense, and we we knew we still had at least a thirty-minute drive to get to the birth center. So it was like, should we leave now? Should we not? And the midwife is kind of like, well, you know, it's up to you. Like, you can come in now if you want to. She's like, I'm not sure how if you'll be super far along, but that's okay. Like, they weren't. They're not very, like... They did not rush us. No, they didn't rush us. They also weren't going to turn us away either. She said, like, even if you get in here, like, if you were more comfortable here and you'd rather, you know, be here, that's fine. We're not going to, like, make you go home if you're not far enough along. Like, I think, you know, some hospitals will do that if you're not quite far enough along or something like that. They might send you away. But she was like, that's fine if you want to come in. So we felt most comfortable going ahead and getting in the car and leaving. So, and that was, what, like, 5 a.m.? Yeah. Um... So, yeah, so it was starting to kind of come into the morning when we got there, and... It was at that time, Carly. It was at that point, too, that she was... I could tell she was definitely, like, in, in pain. Like, like earlier, we kind of joked it was kind of casual. Like, that yeah. that whole vibe was definitely gone by that point. So I think I was personally ready to be uh, around medical professionals um, and yeah. listen to their <laughs> advice. Um, sure. So I think... Um, I think it was... It was again, they... they I know another great thing about the birth center, like I said, is that they ultimately left it up to us. Um, and I'm glad that they did because um, I was really glad that we got to go. And if a bit early, um, we, we were there and kind of settled um, for the next yeah. long stretch. I, I think it makes a big difference when you have control over any part of your birth, even something simple like I'm comfortable. I would like to make, to make the decision to be in this location and for that to be supported. So. That's huge. It might seem so simple, but it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like looking back to, um, I'm just like so grateful that I made that decision to make that change in providers because I, it's just something that I don't think, especially in the moment, I don't think that we would have like necessarily advocated for ourselves, um, in that moment, just with everything going on, like you're not really thinking about that. And even like having the knowledge that we did, it's just, it, the provider definitely makes a huge, huge difference, I think, and just from our experience. But, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so when we got there, I do remember she, the midwife who was on the call there, kind of seemed to think that labor was going to stall once the sun came up. And during the day, she's like, we see that happen. <laughs> it happen. Yeah, she's like, we see that yeah. happen pretty often. <laughs> you know, moms go into labor in the middle of the night, and then during the day it tends to kind of stall and slow down. And you know, we might not be having this baby until, you know, the following night. So just, you know, she was kind of like, you know, mentally preparing us, like might be a while. <clears throat> um, she also asked if I wanted um, to be 
check to see how far along I was or how dilated I was at that point. And I said, yeah, let, let's go ahead and do it. Um, and I was only four centimeters when we got there. I say only, but, um, like it was yeah. kind of like, <laughs> I remember not, I don't think I was disappointed by that though. I was kind of like, okay, like that, that seems like about right, I guess. Um, um, yeah, so that, that was all good. Um, but it didn't definitely as the a couple of next, the next couple of hours went by, didn't seem like anything was stalling. <laughs> um, it definitely seemed to keep progressing. And I think, um, they were all a little surprised by that. Um, so it was now, is it Mon- Monday morning? Monday morning. Yeah. And so then the birth center was like functioning in their normal hour. So we had a couple other different midwives come in and nurses who were coming in to check on me. And they, they were really great about just like kind of letting us do our thing and where, you know, wherever we wanted to be in the room. Um, and they would just come in periodically and, you know, check on the baby with the um, heart monitor and check on me and um, took my blood pressure a couple of times. But other than that, kind of just was like, do you need anything? And if not, they just let us be. And um, so it was kind of, you know, it was peaceful, relaxing. There weren't a lot of people in and out, um, which was really nice. But um, so at that point, we just kind of moved into different positions. We were in, I was in the shower for a while. Um, it was nice. Robbie made sure to bring his bathing suit so he could get in there with me and was nice. able to like... <laughs> Um, Good dad. Yeah, they had like great like continuous hot water. He was, you know, did the sprayer on my back mm. and um, did some of the hip squeezes and things like that that we practiced in the shower, which was really nice. Um, we were in there for a while. The the warmth, like the heat and the water, was really helpful to me for helping like with the pain management. Um, and then. I also sat on a birth ball, like leaning over the edge of a bed with a pillow for a long time. Um, at that point I was really tired cause I hadn't slept all night or had been up or, you know, since the previous night before, cause I hadn't gotten any sleep. So I was very tired. And so the midwife suggested like, let's, let's lay down a little bit, see if you can rest. And, um, I actually did almost doze off like a couple of times in between contractions, which is like crazy to me that I was able to do that. Like thinking yeah. back on like how, like how kind of intense everything was, but that I was able to like get myself yeah. relaxed enough that I was like, you know, kind of going in and out of it in those couple minutes in between. Um, but, um, yeah, so, um, everything else, nothing, there weren't any like major complications. Everything went really smoothly. Um, got into the tub um and I remember when I asked if I could get into the tub the midwife kind of thought it was a little early I hadn't been checked again since when I first got there um but she Hmm. said you know it hasn't really been that long usually you know moms don't usually get into the tub until they're ready to start pushing um especially if that's where you want to like actually give birth and and I was like, no, like, I think I just want to get in the tub right now. Like, I just want to relax. And I thought that it would help me. You know, I said, I don't necessarily like need to you know, push or give birth in the water. It wasn't really like a huge preference um, for me. I was kind of open to wherever it was that I was at at the time was where I was going to go ahead and, you know, give birth. That was fine. So I was like, I'll just go ahead and get in the tub now. <clears throat> and so I was in there for what, like an hour hour and a half maybe it was a little while but um and then I finally remember things were getting really intense and I they I was not getting any breaks it was like contraction Mm. and then it would stop and then immediately another contraction and I was like and it was over and over and over again 
at that point I was just like, I, like I am exhausted. I, I kind of hit that point where I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Um, hmm. And I think <laughs> Robbie and I joke that it was the first time I had spoken, I think since we left the house hmm. that I finally said <laughs> like, okay, I can't, like, I can't do this anymore. And I like looked at him and I was like, I, I said, go ask the midwife to come back in. I want to be checked because I want to know how far along I am. Because if I'm not, yeah. if I haven't progressed enough, like I want to go to the hospital. I want the epidural. Like <laughs> I was done. Yeah. Um, and so I <clears throat> kind of hit that point. And so he went and got the midwife and she came in um, and she checked me and she said, oh, she was very surprised. She said, you're 10 centimeters. And I was like, I guess that was a transition <laughs> then. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That's exactly what we, what we learned that I was probably going <laughs> to, um, you know, it seemed like a lot of other women's experiences had, you know, that was the point where they mm-hmm. were like, give me the epidural. I'm, you know, I'm done with this. Yeah. And, so that was kind of like almost a relief, like, oh, wow, like, yeah. I did, like I did it, that that was it. You know? Yeah. I, I went through transition and I, um, um, I was like ready and, um, but at that point my water still hadn't broken, um, and I hadn't had any urges to push. And so she, the midwife was like, well, you know, we, she checked the baby and everything. She's like, everything's fine. You're 10 centimeters, but she's like, I'm going to go gather some things together, like get everything ready. Um, get the room ready and just let me know if you feel like you need to start pushing and I'll come back. Mm. I said, okay. And I kind of started, you know, to just sit there and I think it's like almost like a minute after she left, I felt the like <laughs> pop of my water and mm. my water broke. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, and it wow. was hard to tell because I was in the tub, but I was like, I felt something happen and I was like, I'm pretty sure my water just broke. Um, and so then and then, like, immediately after, I felt the urge to push. Like, it's almost as mm. like it happened, like, very quickly. Like, it was, oh, you're 10 yeah. centimeters now. Like, the water broke. And then I immediately felt that urge to push. Um, yeah. So, and I was still in the tub at that point. So I was like, okay, I guess we're having the baby in the tub. Um, and so she, she came back in, and Robbie was like, she said she thinks her water broke. And um, she was like, oh, okay. So, she, you know, they were rushing around getting everything ready. And I remember thinking in my head, like, oh, wow, like, this is okay like we did it's happening yeah like this is happening this is (laughs) you know and I I think I kind of naively thought like the hard part is over and I went through transition (laughs) and like now you know I just have to get through a couple of pushes or whatever and then you know she'll be here um and that is not how it went (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's definitely I think where things got really tough for me um up until that point I had a very easy pregnancy pretty easy labor I mean not obviously not easy but like you know I was able to get through it all and breathe through it and like do all the things that I had planned for and prepared for up until this point um I think that was one of the big things about preparing for labor that I didn't prepare for was mentally preparing for the pushing part I would just say that it was uh, obviously the (coughs) experience of (coughs) the dad doesn't you know compare to to what carly was going through um but i will say i don't think i was prepared for the kind of emotional intensity of it. um mm. so it was it was really tough to see someone you love going through an incredibly difficult experience um and uh i think a, a really tough part too it was what carly mentioned earlier was that she wasn't able to. Or she wasn't able to <laughs> speak for hours, um, more than you know, a couple words at a time. 
Um, sure. So I, you know, every challenge that we had faced up to that point, you know, we were able to talk through together. Um, and you know, it's a incredibly important part of, of a relationship. Um, so it was, it was very difficult. I always, right. I'm kind of a natural worrier. Um, so <laughs> like the fact that, and then the midwives there were, were absolutely fantastic and, you know, kind of assuaged all of my, my fears. Um, but it was just difficult. Um, is kind of a little bit of isolating sitting there uh, with Carly and, and, and watching her go through something really, really difficult. Um, and obviously did the best yeah. I could to support her. I, I'm sure that I could have done, done better. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just, it was, it was difficult. Uh, I think it was more difficult than, than I imagined. And, uh, I think too, uh, as she was kind of alluding to earlier, we both had kind of like gotten like transition in her head as like the beast to slay, um, during yeah. the yeah. labor. So like once, and that kind of like came and went without us knowing it. Um, yeah. which was honestly kind of cool because I was, I was like mentally prepared for that. Um, so like I, I had that same kind of feeling when, when she said that she was 10 centimeters, yeah. um, when I said that Carly was 10 centimeters and she was ready to push, I was like, okay, yes, like we're here, you know, it's going to be, you know, 45 minutes, an hour max. And like, we're going to meet our, our baby girl finally. Um, yeah. So yeah, as I was saying, uh, transition was to us kind of the, once we kind of summited that hill, it was all, all downhill from there. Um, and again, that's mm. probably said that did not turn out to be the case. So, um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, for, you know, any, you know, expecting parents listening, just, just, I guess, know that it's never going to go to the way, uh, that you expect. And there's going to be kind of like surprises <laughs> yeah. along the way. Um, and I'm sure Always. You know, they'll, they'll be for, um, if we're blessed to have another child, like they'll, they'll be some things that we don't expect, um, that way. Sure. Uh, that time too. <clears throat> thought but um yeah so like I said I was kind of expecting like okay like I kind of feel the urge to push like that must mean like it's gonna be fast and like that's Mm. um you know that was it so I um yeah started pushing in the tub and um like right away the midwife was kind of like like, I don't think you're doing it right. Like, you need to kind of, you know, she was kind of trying to mm-hmm. show me and, like, you know, you need to be pushing here and, like, make sure you're, you know, doing it this way and, like, trying to, like, help me get in, you know, into the right position to um, get enough, like, um, strength and everything like that behind it to, to push. And so I was kind of thinking that I was doing it, but immediately, like, every time I would start pushing, it was very, very painful. And, I think I had lost mm. my like zone at that point um, yeah. because it was, yeah, it was <laughs> it almost happened. like I like snapped out of it. Like, like, okay. Like oh. I was kind of in that, like made through t- transition. And then it was kind of like, okay, like my brain was just done. Like I, I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't prepared enough for that portion of like the next hill to get over. And so um, the meditating was gone and <laughs> The, the like relaxing like <laughs> breathing and stuff that that was pretty much all gone um and so it was just then I kind of I got a little bit worried I think and I kind of hit like a mental block of like this is really painful and I know that every time that I try, start trying to push that it's going to hurt and so I was anticipating that and so I was, I was like tensing up and I just wasn't it wasn't like very effective at all the pushing that I was doing like she right was, yeah, yeah. She was like in the right position and like they were like we can see her head and like she's you know kind of starting to come down but like 
she's just not quite like getting through like you're going to have to push harder and longer and like hold it longer but it was you know like I said I just all I could think about was the pain and I couldn't just yeah it can be scary yeah I think it was a little bit scary and it was kind of like I just couldn't get past that point and um so eventually the midwife was like okay like I think we need to go ahead and get out of the tub and we need to get you like relaxed a little bit like let's change something up and so she was really great about like suggesting what we can do next and like let's instead of you know continuing to do the same thing that's not working let's do something else and so we I managed to get out of the tub it was kind of I didn't really want to Mm. I think I was kind of like yeah like I can't move like right you get stuck yeah it was kind of like I I I don't like I kind of froze I don't really want to do this and they were you know kind of trying to help me up and I very reluctantly in between a contraction moved to the bed and then we tried side lying on the bed for a little bit so that I can relax and just like rest for a minute and um they tried to give me like some juice or Gatorade or something like that. And they were like, you need to you know, make sure you're like replenishing and taking a breath and resting. And, um, cause I did have a little bit of a longer stretch in between the contractions then to rest. And so I was trying to do that. Um, but then as soon as I'd have another contraction and they'd be like, okay, like, are you ready to push? And I was like, no, like my immediate yeah. reaction was Don't just, make me no, do it. like I'm not doing this. <laughs> like this is, <laughs> it was kind of like, I don't know. I, I had a hard time remembering in my head, like, this is mm. the point where you, know, you get to meet your baby. Like you, I should be excited right. and like ready to go. Yeah. Like, in my head, it was all I could think about was the pain and like, like I'm, I'm scared of it hurting. And so I just like, I couldn't do it. Um, so it was a lot of, it was a lot of that for a while. And I think after like an hour or so went by, I think I asked Robbie, like, how long has it been? like thinking it had been like 20 minutes or something. And he's like, mm. no, it's been like, you know, almost two hours already. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow. is this ever going to, like, I didn't, I did not expect it to take that long. And I was just kind of yeah. like a little defeated and like, oh my gosh, like, like I'm not doing this right. And we had moved a bunch of different positions. We moved into the bathroom to try the birth stool, which I did not like <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I, that was not comfortable to me. And like immediately like getting into that position I was like no um I sat on the toilet for a little while um and I was able to do that but I wasn't able to push I, w- I couldn't relax enough in like a sitting position mm. like that I think and so then we ended up moving back to the bed and I actually ended up just being on my back which was like something that I had you know just thought in my head like we're not doing this like that's you know that's not what you're supposed to do is lay on your back to push and you know this right. is gonna make it harder and all of that but it was like I guess it ended up being the only way that I could like rest enough to get the momentum to be able to push and so um that's where we ended up staying for the last bit but um my midwife ended up getting a like sheet or actually she might have used like a rebozo or something but she tied it around her waist and then Mm. like tied a knot in the end and had me hold on to the end so that I could pull against her while I was pushing at the same time um, which is what ended up helping the most. And I was able to get the most like force and strength to push that way. Love um, it. And she just, you know, she kept telling me like, you're really close. Like, I know that this is scary. Like, I know that this is the hard part. Like she kind of talked me through it, which was really great. Yeah. Like she was, she was very, very calm the whole time. Very just like, you know, like, you know, just take a breath. Like, it's all right. Like we're going to do this. And then, and then she's like, okay, I'm going to count to three. And when I, when we, 
you want to hit that contraction, I want you to do it as hard and as strong as you can. Like, and she was very like explicit and like, you have to do it like this. And, um, that eventually worked. And, um, we did eventually, it eventually get her out. It took three hours, but, um, <laughs> nice. she did, everything was, you know, we were still, she was still safe and healthy and all of that. So we yeah. continued at that point, but, um, yeah, so she eventually, she came out. Um, she did have the cord wrapped around her neck, but they very quickly just slipped, you know, were able to untangle her. Very yeah. They put her right on my chest, and hmm. that was, yeah. That was... That's uh, awesome. Finally made it through, and I think I I said right at the end, I looked at Robbie, and I just said, I did it. Like, I was yeah. just <laughs> like, I'm like, like I, I actually yeah. did that. Like, <laughs> it was almost yeah. like... <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a little shocking, but it was amazing. I <laughs> love it. Robbie, do you have anything that you want to add to that last part, that pushing? Yeah, um, I think the I think there are two kind of turning points. One was when Rachel, our midwife, was kind of very kind of delicately telling Carly that, like, hey, like, um, you know, I, I understand you're in pain, um, but, you know, you need to do it in the, these certain ways. That she, like she said, she gave her explicit steps of, of how exactly to do it, and that really helped. Um, the other one, hmm. like less technically and kind of more emotionally, was when I we could see Mela, our daughter's head, and I saw that she had hair, and I told Carly that, and I think the first sentence she spoke probably in over four hours was like, "She has hair," like, um, like very, Aww. very kind of like softly and like excitedly. Um, Aww, so I think sweet. that I think kind of reminding her of the reason like why she was doing all this because. I think, as Carly mentioned, she almost forgot, like, you know, what this was all for. And, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't blame her at all. I mean, at that point, sure. it had been 12 hours of, of pretty intense labor, 12-plus um, hours right. of pretty intense labor with, you know, zero sleep, zero calories, except, like, a few sips yeah. of fruit juice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, she was, you know, emotionally and physically just absolutely spent. Um, yeah. So, I think, I mean, it was, and I think... Will, will remain the most impressive thing I've ever seen anyone do. Um, it actually inspired me to, to start a website. Um, it's called Essays of Dad. Um, but I, I wrote a kind of a, a recap of, of the experience. Um, and kind of, it I just felt like one of those that. experiences that I never yeah. wanted to, to forget. Um, obviously, I mean, of course, the birth of your first child is, is, is pretty typical of wanting to remember it. But it was, it was, it was something that kind of like touched me on a, on a level even deeper than I thought it would um, because obviously you're you're overjoyed at the birth of, of your baby girl um, but equally strong for me was the feeling of like absolute amazement of like what the woman I married to mm -hmm. could do um, and it was, yeah. it was on International Women's Day too March 8th um, so oh, I, it how like cool really, is that yeah it was a cool moment like I, we had a daughter yeah. born on International Women's Day like Carly went through this amazing thing and then it was a, a uh, women-run birth center um, as well. So all, all the um, Very cool. workers there and the midwives were, were women. So it was just like a really kind of like powerful reminder of like this this absolute power of, of women. Um, so, and like... <laughs> I love it. So to Carly, like she, like it was a, yeah, for both of us, it was a fantastic experience. Um, it was it was just, like I was kind of mentioning earlier, it was just much obviously for her way more difficult than for me but like it was it was much more yeah. difficult than i thought it would be to to, to watch her yeah. do it um but I, honestly i don't think i would have i don't think we would have changed anything um about about the experience so we were really happy with it i love it 
Okay, since we're pretty much out of time, but I do want to give you guys each just a quick second to, I like to end with like, what's your best advice for moms? What's your best advice for dads? And I want to ask each of you, so if you can like sum that up in a quick sentence or two for each of those, tell me a little bit about your best advice for moms, best advice for dads. Um, <clears throat> okay, um, I think best advice for moms would be to definitely do the homework and practice the meditating and know what it is that works for yourself. Um, like know your personality and know the way that you deal with things that are really hard and like have mm. a plan set up for that. I think that's what really helped us through a lot. Like knowing that I was going to be pretty quiet about things and, <clears throat> you know, not speak up about whatever, like through the entire thing, pregnancy and birth. Um, so like having yeah. that in the back of our head, I think helped a lot. Um, I guess that kind of goes both ways for moms and dads. You know, the, the advice for dads, I guess, would be to, to talk about that with your partner um, and make sure that yeah. you guys are both on the same page with those things. Because I, I think that made the biggest difference. Yeah. Love it. How about you, Robbie? Yeah, I would kind of echo what she said. I think, to me, like, birth was kind of separated into, like, the, the technical, like, experience and, like, the emotional experience. So, like, I guess I have one on each, like, technically. Like, find a provider you're, like, really comfortable with. Um and like that will will meet our needs, answer all of your questions, um, and you feel you know comfortable asking. And I think at first we didn't have that, um, and yeah. about over a little bit half over halfway through we found it, and it was like again like an absolutely fantastic decision. Um, yeah. And on the emotional side, as, as Carl was kind of mentioning, I think just be prepared for the the kind of like isolation of it almost. Um, like mm. it obviously it is, is it's a team effort, and you you know Carly and I were on the same page but like once labor hit I don't think I was prepared for kind of like the the feeling of uh kind of like isolation you know, that I had that I couldn't really hmm. talk to her about it and, and how she was feeling because it was um yeah obviously incredibly difficult for us out yeah find yeah. find a way that that you deal with those like really harrowing kind of experiences um and kind of just be prepared for um be prepared for that throughout labor I love it Thank you both for taking the time to be with me today to share this story in such great detail. Um, I really can't wait for this episode to go live because kind of as I was sharing with you, we were having a little technical difficulties and my computer was dying and we've been through a little bit together today. Um, but just, I really mean it. This was such an incredible birth story to hear you guys tell in the detail that you told. Um, I'm feeling like my heart just like as I'm listening to you I just love it and it's just I don't know you fall in love with birth stories and you fall in love with birth and the whole process and hearing you guys as you know young parents and your first time together and the experience that you had and how you worked through it together and how bonding it was that ah it's just beautiful I feel so blessed to be just a little bit being able to be inside of that with you as you told that story so thank you so much for your time today I really appreciate it Welcome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Yeah. We appreciate you having us. Yeah, and thank you for everything yeah. too, for all your information and podcasts and birth course and stuff. It was such a huge, huge part of our experience. So oh, I'm yeah. so glad. You guys, that was awesome. Seriously, can't wait for that one to drop. I'm like over here, like next to tears doing some of your guys' stuff. Like hold it together. Oh, it was so good. Thank you for your time. I, yeah, I can't thank you enough. That was excellent. Awesome. Thank you so much, yeah. Stephanie. We appreciate it. That's it for this week, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. 
And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.